Folks, if you love Mega like we think you do, do us a small favor. Join the Patreon. It's the number one way to support a small podcast like ours. The year we had was, well, I wouldn't say we didn't get our asses kicked with strikes and podcasting budgets getting slashed. So why not just head over and give it a try? You can do a free trial on Patreon. If that's not in your plan, at the very least, share your favorite episode of Mega with a friend and leave us a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcast. We'd love to keep going, and we can't do it without you. Thanks. I'm not sure if I mentioned it before, but when my friend Clay Mason Bannerman and I want to impress our new lady friends, Tiffer and Mickey, we don't even have to take them to a restaurant. That's because we have an entire freezer stocked full of butcher box, and that includes high-quality meat and seafood that we can trust. It's so convenient. It's delivered right to our doorstep, and there's always free shipping. I mean, where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Tiffer and Mickey love it, and so will you. At least one of them is always around asking when the new ButcherBox is arriving. Sign up at ButcherBox.com mega and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional 20 bucks off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com mega and use code MEGA to choose your free-for-a-year offer plus 20 bucks off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Labonte welcoming you to Inside Twin Hills, where we are giving our mega church a tiny family feel by introducing you to members of our church staff and community, and they are going to bless your soul, my friends. What a treat and a treasure. Well, I have a verse for you today. I want to encourage you, friends. As you know, it's hard for me to stay away from delicious foods, and I have a constant guilt and self-loathing about it. And I wish I craved veggies and lean meats, but boy, does the devil tempt me with the glazed donuts and the pastas and the cream sauce and the breadsticks. My goodness gracious. Have you ever seen the um, Texas toast with cheese you can get in the freezer section at the grocery? Oh, for me, that's just what makes life worth living. But you know what? I found this verse this week in the Bible, and I found it so interesting. Romans 14, 20 says, all food is clean, but it is wrong for a man to eat anything that causes someone else to stumble. And that's so neat. And it's helpful to me, especially because, you know, I have almost no instinct to do good things for myself, but I'm totally obsessed with taking care of other people. So if Romans says don't eat in a way that causes other people to stumble, then maybe I can find the strength to do it for them. You know what I mean? Although I did notice it says that it's wrong for a man to eat anything that causes somebody to stumble. And I'm not a man, so I could look at it as a loophole. But you know what? We as women, we're so used to being lumped in and called men. It's no problem at all. I know it's talking about everybody when it says men. And you know what? You can put us with the most highly valued gender. I say thank you. You know what I mean? I think it's funny. We call girls guys all the time. I was sitting having some appetizers with some of my girlfriends at a table. And the server comes up and he says, hey, guys, can I get you some cocktails? And we said, oh, hello. But I thought, wouldn't that be so funny if he walked up to a table of men and he said, ladies, can I get you something to drink? There'd be a fight. They'd be like, what did you just call us? You know what I mean? Because it's an insult to be a gal, but oh man, you can call me a guy and a man all day long. You know what I mean? Well, just like Jesus brought Lazarus back from the dead, our brother in Christ, Gray House, is here to give you life, everybody. Hey, Hallie, uh, how are you doing? I'm so good. I'm too blessed to be stressed. How about you, my brother? I'm a, I'm a bit... Uh, you okay? Honestly, I'm a bit stressed today. You look like you've seen a ghost. Right. Hallie, um, so... On my way over here, mm-hmm. um, I think you remember uh, a few weeks back, uh, we were having a bit of an issue with that song that I wrote. 
and um, oh yeah walk on water right well, walk so on good. water my song that i wrote and uh, well I, god gave you that song right he put that song on my heart and then um we have gotten in a bit of legal trouble oh. and we are counter suing right now toad the wet sprocket band oh. um who is suing us for copyright infringement, but we're counter suing them because, you know, what we're saying is all of God's creation, you can't copyright it. And it it was God's first. Uh. So uh, this morning I walked out of the door of my condo complex and there was, Hallie, I don't know how to say this, but a bit of poo (gasps) that was on my door. Oh no. And there was a switchblade comb in it. Oh no. And, I'm like, okay, uh, you know, I've got a gated complex, my condo, what's this? And yeah. then I see a murdered out 1998 black Lamborghini Countach Whoa. driving away. And the license plate just says wet huh. on it. You think that was Toad the Wet Sprocket? I don't know, Hallie. But then a few hours later, I was followed on Instagram by Glenn Phillips, who Who's is that? the lead singer of Toe the Wet Sprocket. Oh, sure. And all of his pictures of his, of his Instagram are all him in a black murdered out Lamborghini Countach. Get out of I here. I didn't see the license plate, but it's a pretty specific car. Hallie, I'm just a bit scared, and I think this is sort of an intimidation. He's trying to intimidate yeah. me. But I'm not going to back down because I really do think that I wrote that song. Wow. You know what? He must be threatened by you. If he's willing to come from wherever he lives to Indianapolis, Indiana to put some, do you know if it was dog or human poo? I just, I couldn't tell. Um, I, I, you know, I called a cleaning company to come clean it up. Uh. Yeah. I'm just a bit worried right now. Because I feel like human poo is even somehow more, it's just worse than dog poo. You know, you see dog poo from time to time, but you don't want to see another human's poo. The thing is it was as far as I could tell, it was a bit bigger than human poo. Huh. So it was either a big human, huh. which he is, or it was some kind of animal. I just don't know. Um, so if you could all pray for me and um, write. I don't think he listens to this podcast. Mm. So I'm just going to, I'm just saying I'm, I'm not giving up the song is what I'm saying. You can't intimidate me. Wow. Right. Well, you know what? We will surround you with angels, my brother, because, you know, there's very, there's a very real spiritual warfare taking place and we can protect you with God's angels. Thanks, Hallie. How was your week? Oh, it was so good. You know, I have a book club I, and it's the way I do outreach, you know, that I try to love people with the love of Christ through something that they can get involved in. So when I first moved into my house, we started a book club and some of my neighbors are in it and there's a gal in there who is a Presbyterian. And I oh, said, you know what? Bad. Well, you know what? It's same. It's same Jesus. They get some of that right. right. They could do it so much cooler if they, you know, would have an auditorium instead of a sanctuary, and if they would have some praise and worship instead of hymns. You know, right. there's such a cooler way to do it, and that you can honor Christ with drum kits and iMeg cameras, and you know, we got strobes, we got you know, dry ice machines, and all that. And I'm like, you know, what? if you want to go to a Presbyterian church. Uh, you know, that's all right. But I'm really trying to love her toward, you know, the way we do it. It's just so cool. Right. You know, anyway, we were talking in book club and something came up about, we're, you know, we're talking about our belief system and everything. And I know she loves Jesus, but she started talking about this Presbyterian stuff about how the Bible has poetry in it and that it's symbolic and stuff. And I said, excuse me, what are you talking about? And she was talking about, you know, the creation story is a love poem. 
and it's symbolic about the love of the creator for the creation. And I said, I am very, uh, <laughs> I hate to be the bearer of you know the truth of the word of God, but like that was a very, re- that's like a science textbook. Right. That was seven days of creation. She said, then why was light created before the sun? And I said, you know what? He moves in mysterious ways. That is reality. It's not a love poem. You know what I mean? Right. And I didn't know what to do. And I thought for a long time about quitting the group. And But I'm like, you know what? I am there to be a light in the darkness. So I had her kicked out. And we'll see what happens. What book are you reading right now? Oh, we're reading Freeze by Margarita by Lauren Henderson. And you know what? I know that, you know, margaritas, you know, that's. But, but when I read books like that, I'm able to, you know, be a witness. Right. And I'm able to say, you know what? I can have these things in my mind about margaritas. There are frozen ones. Sometimes they can be on ice and that's called on the rocks and that's something I would rather not have in my brain you know because in garbage out garbage but I also know that it's covered in the blood and that you know I I, I pray over these books before I read them and um, you know it's 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 just me being a witness that's great it's cool that there's a whole book called freeze my margarita it just it's seems so good. like not a lot of plot there it was a fun summertime John it was good I was reading it up on Indiana Dunes Beach it was so cool I think we're definitely too blessed to be stressed, which means it's time to move on to too anointed to be disappointed. Just like J.L. drove a stake through Sisera's temple in the Bible, our guest today has quite a drive. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Jory Tovel. He leads the Par for the Christ ministry. Bless Christ with y'all. Bless Christ with <laughs> Welcome, you. brother. Hey, Jory, it's so nice to see you. A bit tan already, just coming from the course. You're not going to see me uh, untan. I don't know what the wording is for that. I assume untan. You'll never see me untan. I'm out on the course as much as I can be. If I'm not uh, on the course, then I consider myself not in the arms of Christ. So, oh, amazing. Yeah. Tell us a bit more about Par for the Christ. Uh, well, there, I, I could I could tell you a bit more, or I, I could tell you an eternal amount of information, uh, because that's how big it is. It's Whoa. so big that this, uh, this Par for the Christ, uh, pro- I call it a project, okay, uh, because I believe that everything is in a state of flux and in, in a constant state of growth and change. Absolutely. So I call it a project, uh, but it has an eternal amount of yeah. uh, opportunity <laughs> as, as a project. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Because yeah. you're snagging golfers out of hell and you're getting them into heaven for all eternity. Th- that's exactly right. So what I do is I am a ministry that goes to other ministries. No, you, you don't see that a lot. You see a lot of ministries that go to places to try to spread the word of Christ. Right. I try to go to ministries that are already established and very well aware of the word of Christ uh, to say, Hey guys, no, no curveballs here. Who wants to play some golf? Talk about God. I think I remember you saying you, you went to a Habitat site where some people were building a house. That's right. And everybody was pretty hot and sweaty out in the yes. sun. And you said, hey, I think I've got a better idea. I, yeah, I said, hey, we could build houses or we could uh, we could build our faith in Christ out on a golf course. That's and a right. lot, I, you know, I faced hurdle after hurdle right out of the gate people uh-huh. said uh what well what do you do out there i say well we play golf and we chat about christ mm. for 18 holes which is quite and a long we time have, it's a it's about four hours Ooh. yeah and uh, a lot of times i'll get into a 36 hole christ afternoon uh, i'll have lunch and i'll go right back out wow with anyone who is uh, willing to do so and uh you know have a few Christly beverages out on the course. Sure. Um, 
it's it's mainly a men's group. Uh, you know, before we start, we'll say the sinner's prayer, wow. uh, which is not so much as to cleanse ourselves. It's to just kind of hope that you have a good round. Mm. You know what I mean? It's, it's not so much like, oh, I hope I get better off the course. Because what I like to say is, who cares who you are off the course? Right. Who are you on the course? Yeah. And what did you get on that hole? I mm. sometimes say that. The guys will laugh. They will laugh and we will cut up. And we'll, you'll, we'll punch each other in the shoulders. And I go, hey, watch out. I need that for my next swing. Um, but I'll say that. I'll say that to the guys. Like, what, what was your score? You know, more so than, you know, are you are you happy? So the, it's not the traditional sinner's prayer you're saying. You're, you're saying a sinner's prayer that you've kind of written for the, the type of golf that you want to play. That's exactly right. Yeah. Because there is the sinner's prayer, and then there's, you know, there's the sinner's prayer, and then there's the sinner's prayer for, for golf. The SPG. SPG. That's right. And how does it go? Does it? Can you give us a little flavor of it? Absolutely. Uh, it starts out with "Dear Brothers of Christ," and then every, and then they all go "Hurrah!" Ooh, that's cool. Yeah, it's, that's really. And it, it's very sporty, yeah. you know, because you you have halftime speeches and speeches before games in the locker room, and golf just doesn't have that. Okay. So we all get together on the first tee. Uh, it's usually four to eight of us, um, and I say that, and they go "Hurrah!" And uh, I say, "Lord." If there's one thing we can ask of you, it's not to punish us for our sins, but it's to reward us for our accomplishments. And if you could just fix this putter for me today, you know, everyone go, you, you name one thing that you want to get better at. And I say, you want to fix this putter for me today? That would be a, a biscuit and a half. What, what's a biscuit and a half? Oh, they just you know because you like biscuits. Uh, sure. Ooh, Don't you always yeah. want more after you have one? Oh, with with warm butter. Exactly. But Ooh. two biscuits, you're like Ooh. that's too much. Oh. You just want a half a biscuit. So I go, give oh. me you know biscuit and a half. Let's yeah. fix it. Yeah. Butter, sometimes wedge. My driving game will be out of it. Um, but what's fun is that, and this is this is what sets me apart. I know what you're thinking. Like, oh, there must be a lot of men's groups who play golf, and there are. Who pretend to be religious? You know, they're like, they're Christian, but they're not Christian. Christian, you ever know? You know, there's mm. Christians oh, in the world, absolutely. but then there's Christians who are Christian, mm -hmm. and that's our men's group. So mm -hmm. after the first hole, uh, whoever got the lowest score takes their shirt off, and I always have a jug of lamb's blood uh, just hanging off the side of my bag. Wow! It's in. It's in. You know, you can't tell. The clubhouse can't tell, and the other official members of that course can't tell. But uh. So what will happen is we finish the first hole, and then uh, whoever gets the the lowest score, uh, that that that's who we call the chosen one, and the chosen one changes hole to hole. It's always whoever gets the lowest score. But after that first hole, we trot in the woods, and they I get the lamb's blood out, and then I will uh, I will smear that lamb's blood across their uh, chest, and then uh, uh, Timothy who always plays with us. Great scratch golfer. Dude's Are you talking unreal. about Timothy Stikovich? That's exactly right. I know right. him. He's so great. Scratch golfer. Yeah. I mean, he comes out there and we say, we, we always, a couple of things we always say to him because last name Stikovich. We'll go, stick him up, which is just a fun thing <laughs> to say to cool. people when you don't mean it. Yeah. Right. Because if you do mean it, then it's obviously going to turn violent and very aggressive. But we go, stick him up. And he's like, oh, y'all are kidding. And then, uh, and then we say, how, how are the sticks? Because of his name. Okay. Uh -huh. And the sticks is what we call our golf clubs. Oh, really? Isn't that cool? That's so cool. Double meaning. Exactly, exactly. And so you, you've smeared someone with lambs, but so somebody gets a low score, they've not done very well, and you go, hey, 
I'm going to smear you with lamb's blood. Well, no, that's, no, no, no. That's oh. a misperception. The lowest score, they did the best. Oh, really? Yeah. So in golf, you want the fewest, the fewest strokes. Oh. That is fascinating. Yeah. So everyone else, and this is this is what I think sets our ministry apart from the others. You take the person who did technically the best, make them take their shirt off, smear the lamb's blood, and then Tim Stigovich, yeah, he goes and grabs his whip. He he carries. He brings a whip. I bring the blood. He brings a whip, and uh, each person, like I said, sometimes four to eight people, everyone takes a shot at whoever got that. The idea being, bring them down a peg going into the next oh, hole. Right. You know what I mean? Say, hey, mm-hmm. you, you did the best. Yeah. That's not what life is about. We're happy that you did. Yeah. So it was, so for me, it creates this message for our members and, and people that I, I recruit into our ministry to say, hey, do well, yeah. but you know, hey, tone it down you a bit. Keep show them off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Keep God them doesn't humble. want show off. No. Keep, keep them humble. And, and if you're the worst, what happens? We wait. We wait five holes. Oh. We wait five holes. You let holes. them sweat it out. We, we want whoever does the fir- worst on that first hole, we go, all right, don't let it happen again. But sometimes you're playing with someone and, and they're not great. Peter's not great. So that fifth hole, after that fifth hole. Are you talking about Peter Klein? Peter, exactly. I know. His new hair with looks a C, great. not a K. Yeah, it's Peter Klein with a C. His new hair looks great. Fantastic. You can't even tell those are plugs. It is it's fantastic. beautiful. And that they yeah. could match the red. The mm. red hair is so, it's just such a Well, rare. you know what led to him having to get that surgery? What? After the fifth hole. Oh, Is really? that true? Some incidents that you, happened in the woods. Now, is it a whip? Like I'm picturing like Indiana Jones okay. where he brings that whip and the guy and the guy is, is swinging that whip and he has a gun. Remember yeah, that? Yes. Yeah. Sometimes it is a whip like that. But then sometimes it's just, uh, you know, one of those whips that's just like uh, it's kind of short. Oh, like a riding crop? Almost, yes. Like a. T- t- yes. Like it's a long, hard thing with yes. a little leather. And you just kind of. You just. You're taking a riding crop out. Yes, there. that's wow. right. Well, Tim, well, Tim is. Don't let me. Uh, don't let me get that's credit. That's Okay. I bring the lamb's blood. Uh, okay. Easier to acquire than a collection of. Do whips. you have to go all the way up to Mishawaka to the um, Amish to get that lamb's blood? To get blood? that lamb's blood, yeah. Yeah, you get the Amish have good things. They make quilts. They make yes. cobblers. That's exactly. And they right. have a lot of. They have lots. Their blueberry cobbler is oh, to absolutely the die crumbly for. one, right? Yes. Not the yes. pastry one. Well, the Amish are so cool. They're going around in the buggies. Yes. They don't even need buttons. They're yes. real neat. I've tried to bring them out to play the game of golf. Oh, yeah? yeah and they just are not interested in really? any way whatsoever. But do they give you any side eye when you go up there to buy blood? No. Oh, no. I good. mean, they're trying to get rid of it. So they're happy to have any customer that they can get. And I'm up there once, maybe twice a week. Now, how did you learn to play golf? Well, that is interesting. Uh, to, there's, there's two answers to that. One, my grandfather. Two, God. Wow. I was born with the ability to play that sport. And that's what led me to the ministry that's to begin with, so is that cool. I thought to myself, what is my goal? What is my purpose? And I was good at golf, and I thought, I should be a professional golfer. And that did not pan out Oh no, for me. Aww. And that's what people, and this is a big part of our focus as a ministry and why we do the ceremony after the first hole. I wasn't good enough to be a pro golfer. And I thought, well, whoever is the best you know, maybe they're too good. Maybe mm. they need to, we need to bring them down a peg. Yeah. And so, you know, it, uh, have I been labeled someone who resents my inability to succeed? Of course, yeah. many times amongst many en- enemies. 
and amongst other ministries. But that well, I know in my heart that I am, uh, I, I could be a pro golfer if I really, I bet you really, could. really, really wanted to do it. Well, I you know what? Maybe God doesn't want you there because you're doing so much more good. That's and you, right. And you know what would happen if you went mm-hmm. pro? There would be gals throwing themselves at you. The temptations would just be hideous. That is. That is so maybe God's protecting you. I'll tell you what. The temptations are, are already enough as being the head of a ministry really? on a golf course. I mean, the and this is why we don't allow women into our, our yes. ministry. Yes. Oh, there's no women at all. There's no women. It is men only. That's I mean, could good. you imagine a woman getting the best score on the first hole? And now you're in the woods and you're telling her to take her top off. Oh, right. You know what I mean? You, That's a good point. Now, you would be in the woods, so you wouldn't be getting looks but everyone else would be like what are we doing right and then who's going to smear the blood and i would have to do it i'm the one who brings the lamb's blood and i'm just not about that i'm not about that that's right now is it considered a handicap when you come back from a lashing with a riding crop and you're now shirtless and covered in blood and you've just recently been beaten is that considered a handicap and do you get you know or or is it like let's go you're not given uh you're not given any sort of assistance Post yep. post riding crop lamb's blood ceremony, you are you are expected to step up and still compete. But like I said, it's like, hey, you, if you can't tone it down on your own, we'll tone it down for you. And you all do wear the golf whites. Yes, so that's everyone a, is in white. It's white a, pants or shorts, white short polos or, or long sleeve, white jacket, white shoes, white socks up to the knees if you're wearing shorts. Yeah. White hats. We'll do white uh, framed glasses if you need eye assistance. I call it. I call it eye eye helpers. Um, you never. Call, you I just call never glasses got eye helpers. Well, because glasses for me, sense. what you drink out of uh, eye helpers. That's right. You oh, know, right. is what you. It's calling it what it is, like a windshield or exactly. a hide a bed. Eye yes, helpers. exactly. Eye helpers. Eye, eye helpers. I just right. think it's amazing that you guys uh, have the capacity, your memories, to remember who got the worst score on the first hole to then. Yeah. For every hole, so every hole you're you're going okay. He got the worst score on the first hole. Then this other guy may be on the second hole, but you got to wait five holes from the yep. second hole for him. Yeah, well, so so the way that it works is after that fifth hole is when you punish who did the worst on the, the first, first hole. hole, right? And the reason we do that is because the fifth hole, once you finish that hole to get to the tee box for the sixth hole. You have to go over uh, a creek. So what we do is we go over the creek and we uh, we pull the carts uh, off to the side and we we already have some branches we've picked out over the months and years uh, to then uh, cover the carts because uh, then we then walked and we're down there for a little bit. Uh, we walk down to so the you creek. Ca- oh, you're camouflaging the carts. We camouflage the carts. You know, other golfers are passing by. Oh, and, right. You know, they're constantly like, where'd that group go that was in front of us? And like, oh, don't you worry about us. We're down the creek. Yeah, mind your beeswax. Exactly. Uh, so we're down there, and whoever got the worst score on that uh, first hole, um, they uh, we, we strip them down, you know, top to bottom. We go, get your whites off. Mm. And a lot of times, like I said, it's Peter. He's not, mm. he just doesn't have it. Right. Mm. So we go, we go down there and we go, Peter, you know the deal. What, mm. What'd you do on the first hole? I'm like, I got a double bogey. Now, do y'all now, do y'all know golf enough to know what bogeys and double no. bogeys are? I don't are? know really? that. It's- so par is, is, is good enough. And mm-hmm. that's why we're called par for the Christ. Cause mm-hmm. you know, the, you know, par for the course. Have you ever heard that phrase? Par yeah. for the course. Yeah. Right. Par for the course. So what I did with this ministry is that I took the word course and I said, well, let's make it a re- religious and let's call it par for the Christ. That's so cool. But y'all do understand that, that Christ 
instead of course. Right. That par for the Christ. Okay, Christ so instead cool. of course. Uh, that's but right. You're saying par. You're good enough. You're good enough. Exactly. For Christ. Right. Is what you're saying. So if you get a bogey, it's like, hey, where were you? What happened there? That's right. Because that's not what God wanted. God right. wanted at least, you know, wanted a par. Uh-huh. That's why it was designed that way. And uh, sometimes, like I said, you get a birdie. Now, a birdie means you went one stroke less than you needed. Okay. Oh, so that's good. No, they, well, then you get the lamb's blood. Oh, okay. okay. And you get the whip. Okay. Uh, so you want to basically keep it between... You you just want to basically keep it above birdie, but yeah. below bogey. Yeah. You don't overachieve, and you don't want to underachieve. It's right. just do what was intended. Right. So do what was intended. You know what I think is so cool, Jory, is that, you know, Steve on the weekend, was t- he, we were talking about sin, mm-hmm. and he talked about how in the Koine Greek, in the New Testament, in the original language the Bible was written in New Testament, that, that um, the word Jesus used for sin was a word that um, it kind of has to do with, you know, darts. You know yes. when you play darts? Yes. Yeah. Well, what Jesus used, the word he picked in the Aramaic, he described sin as missing the mark, like when you don't hit a bullseye. Yeah, that's exactly right. And it see, and that's what Jesus sees when we when we miss the mark, mm-hmm. when we don't get a bullseye, Jesus says, that's sin and I can't look at that, but that's what I died for. And it yeah. seems like that's what you're doing out there is you're saying, yeah. the course says this should be four strokes. If you get five or if you get three, or if you, I don't know, is that right? So it's, That is right. And I don't understand the scoring, but I know that if you're on the seventh hole, the guy who did wor- the best on the second hole, he's about to get it. When you're on the ninth hole, the guy is about to get it who did the best on the fourth hole. Am I right? That, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, I, what I like about that system is that it makes them think about it for a while. And it's like two games going at once. Yeah, because... Because basically, you've messed up on the first hole, and you know on the fifth hole, we're going to go down to the creek, creek. but that means you got to play four holes, holes. knowing mm-hmm. that you're going down to the creek, but and that makes, it makes, what I, what I like about it, it says, better focus up, yep. because you don't want to be the one on the seventh hole, yeah. so you want to be the one on the ninth hole. This is really looking, and I'm just kind of thinking, I'm going, okay, uh, this is a pretty full day commitment because after every hole, after the first hole, you're going down to the creek between every hole to get who's done the worst on the previous holes. Does the creek follow four, the four holes, holes back? Or do yeah. you got to keep going back to the same part of the creek or is it following along the course? So this particular course that, that we play, uh, the, the creek kind of runs through it, but we don't want to get too thematic. And so we try not to use the creek all the time. I mean, sometimes you'll get uh, a little... Uh, uh, a drop off you know it's kind of, kind of up in the mountain you get a little drop off uh cliff uh so if on the ninth hole if you were the worst on the fourth hole we tie you up and oh. we dangle you uh over because it's like hey step it up yeah uh and then uh and this is i've always loved this you know have you ever been in someone's office when they have like the like the five metallic balls with the oh, two strings you, so you do one cool. and it just so kind of keeps tink, going tink, and it awesome. goes forever so cool so what we'll do is we'll take the person who did the worst, dangle them over, and then we take the person who did the best, cover them in lamb's blood, dangle them over the cliff, and then we uh, we just clang them together. Oh, you know, we so drop nice. one from you know, out to the side, so they kind of swoop back and they bang into the other person who did the worst, and then we and and the whole time everybody else in the group just yells, "Think about it." Think mm. about what you did. That's good. You know, so professional you, golfers, you want to have a low score. Yeah. My ministry, it says, 
do what was intended. That's right. Do the score that was intended. Yeah. So are you real careful about you always you do par? Yeah. Yeah. That's my goal. You shoot par. Yeah. And do you have to keep a little I've seen, you know, you have the score cards that you do on mini golf and I think they have those on golf, too. Right. It's the same. Yeah. So are you keeping a scorecard or is all in your head? I keep a I well, I used to keep a scorecard till I got good enough to start. keeping. You're like one of those servers that just listens to everyone at the table and walks away. I like that. I think that's classic. And doesn't that blow your mind? It blows my mind. And especially Uh, when then then they nail it. I love it. I'm like, this is a nice place. Oh, thank God. That's right. You just wait for them to get it wrong. That's so cool. But I also, I wanted to point out, I got, it brought me joy as soon as he walked in the door into the studio, that these plaid pants that only go to the knees and they're kind of gathered around your knee and then you got the knee socks. What are those, what are, what are half pants called? What are they called when they're only going to your knee? I get a lot of different comments. Someone says those are long shorts. Uh Someone says they're short pants. Uh, I, I call them uh, knickerbockers. That's cool. Yeah, that's so cool. Knickerbockers. So I, I pulled my got my socks up. Yeah. Uh, the idea being to cover all of the skin. Yeah. That's my firm belief. I don't I don't force that on anyone else in the ministry, but I I fully believe that. Um, and that's why you know I'm wearing the long sleeve and the and the gloves now and the the pants long you know short pants with yeah. the socks pulled up and the oh those shoe. are golf gloves. Yeah, these oh. are golf gloves. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so those you are... keep those on. Yeah, and this is a neck guard this is good for protection from the sun but like i said i don't want to show uh too much skin and then i i basically underneath all of this my first layer of clothing i put on is one of those uh those hoodie one piece outfits from uh remember willy wonka when the kid wanted to get shot through the tv sure, yeah. and he d- put they had that outfit on so right. i put that on and then i put the clothes that i previously described on that is over, over top and you always have those polarized oakley's on do you That's ever take exactly those right. on you, i you, never take them off you never take them off but you know what's cool about these these are now these are futuristic because uh you know how the Terminator Two? Yeah, the, uh, you look like Judgment him. Day. Yeah, I don't love that movie because it's not it's not a religious movie. It doesn't glorify. I God. thought it would have been yeah. being called the Terminator. I was like, oh, we're about to see some, you know, ju- uh, right. Judgment Day. Sure, right. exactly. I thought this is a religious movie, so I did watch it. But these Oakleys, I can see Bible verses the way. What? Arnold could see, you know, information, information. about oh, people. They, they've got the laser uh, carving. That's exactly right. That and it's so, so cool. Great. I'll say that. We're down the creek and, uh, you know, we're just beating, beating Peter up. You oh, know, Peter Klein, bless yeah. his heart. Well, that's why he had, well, like I said, that's why he had that hair surgery because we, oh. we shaved his head with a straight razor and, and somebody oh. used a pocket knife for half. Oh, of so you accidentally scalped him? Yeah, we oh. scalped him oh, a little my bit. Goodness just a gracious. little bit. Well, you I, know we what? got to the third hole. Someone said to Peter, they go, Peter, wait, why you got the lamb's blood on you? Uh, you got the worst score. And he was like, this is my real blood. And it was, and we looked, it was streaming down his Whoa, face. And we thought, fun. that is too funny. But you know what we learned from that one Brad Pitt movie where he was scalping all the Nazis? Yeah. We learned that it was okay to scalp people, you know, if it's for a purpose. That's exactly but right. But that was also when, when I saw that movie where he was scalping, I, I just like anything Brad Pitt does because I just yes. think he's got a great face, doesn't he? Oh, God. And he works out and he's so neat. And um, anyway, uh, he well, this was back when uh, Nazis were bad. Right. And then, you know, now we're having to like recalibrate kind of our thinking and stuff, because ever since, you know, 2016, it's like, oh, you know what? Nazis are not bad. Are they good? You know what I mean? You change. People change and evolution and and blah, blah, blah. That's right. All that stuff. Speaking of Tiger Woods. Now, you have him on your T-shirt and I want to hear about that, because I think everything you're doing with these fellas in your part for the Christ ministry is 
is you're teaching them that there's a head game going on that's, during the actual game. And that's so, exactly right. And I think people like Tiger Woods know this, that the head part of the game, that's the hard part, isn't it? That is the hard part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's one thing that Tiger Woods is an enigma for me. You know, personally, he is an enigma because I, I, I look at him, I go... You know, he, he can't be swayed. He can't be bothered. You know, mental toughness. He right. gets out there. But then here he is winning all these tournaments and putting up all these good scores. And I go, that's just not what God intended. Right. You know, shoot the score that's right. that the course tells you to shoot. And so I'm torn. I'm torn by it. So. And I wish he wasn't divorced. I know. You know, you gotta I, stick it out. Well, she was lovely and beautiful. She was lovely, and I also I would have had question after question for him at God's table. And as it stands, you know, uh-huh. I, I won't get that opportunity, and that does oh, that so does sad. that does eat at me. Yeah. You know, you know something that I always heard about Tiger Woods is that he's got a good hip snap. Yeah, a good hip snap. Yeah. I never understood what that meant. He has three hips, uh, and so every time it snaps, the second hip replaces the first hip, really? and the third hip falls in for the second <gasps> hip, he was and the m- first hip gets in line <sighs> to then replace that third that hip. That is so cool. On the next snap. He was made for golf. Yeah, that's, exactly right. That's like, um, what's his name, who had the um, testicular cancer, was made for bike riding. Oh, right. Oh, Lance no. Armstrong. Right. And you know what? That could have been that God said, you know what's getting in the, in the way of your, you know how swimmers will shave the hair, yes. you know, they'll, they'll do anything to make themselves more streamlined so they can be faster. Well, you know, I think God said, you know what might be getting in the way of you being a fast bike rider uh, is having uh, those genitals sitting on the bike seat. Right. And if you don't have those sitting there on the bike, you might speed up a little bit. You know what I mean? That is you got more room oh to God. pump those thighs. You just blew my mind he, because that is absolutely the truth. God made him for bike riding and God made Tiger for golfing. But because three that hips. hips. Now. That is so cool. Yeah. And, but, and you would think that Tiger would be able to honor God with his marriage because he had a dad who was engaged. Yes. And you know what? So many boys don't have dads. And Tiger had a good dad who was there to the end. That's so exactly you know what? Right. You can make that marriage work. You that's have a good exactly, dad. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, I just don't get it. I just don't. Yeah. Now, as the game progresses, you have more and more men, uh, you know, shirtless, covered in blood. That's right. And um, lashing, uh, yeah. you know, scar- uh, welts. We stand out. <laughs> we stand out at the turn. That's after you play that's nine a, holes. That's right. right. That's called at the turn. You're going in the back nine. We walk in the clubhouse, Reno refill our drinks and snacks and stuff and they're like what are y'all doing out there like don't you question god that's right well yeah that's what i was going to ask so you're going on two hours you're going on three hours as as the time progresses more fellas are shirtless covered in welts and blood and you're going and then and then there some of the guys still have their shirts on it's like shirts and skins and b-ball right it depends you know the people that know how to play it right and uh, play it conservatively and moderately, and they're not there to show off. They still have, they're fully clothed, and there's no lamb's blood. And you got to think, too. I mean, you're getting mosquitoes on you now. You got flies. Oh, the flies must be terrible. You're getting sunburnt. Oh. It really is what I like to think of. I, I like to liken it to, to the Jesus, you know, uh, carrying that cross. Right. Mm. And I like to say, you know, this is your cross to bear, mm. and you need to accept the joy that you're still on the golf course. Now, do you got, have guys coming back week in and week out? Or do yeah. they quit? No, no, no. We, we we get the same four to eight oh, okay. uh, all the time. I, it's hard to get other people to join the ministry because I do not mince words. When I pitch it to them, 
I tell them all of this. I don't let them find this out. They don't. They don't shoot. They don't get past the first hole and go, "Wait, what are we doing now?" Oh, I see. Yeah, I look at everybody. And go, I told you. I told you we go into the woods. Now we go into the woods. Um, some people joke. They go, "Oh, to the Tiger Woods." You know, you make a joke if you're not the one about have to. You know, do, yeah, then get it's punished, funny, right? Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, we'll go. We I, we go into the woods, and I I'm, everybody knows it. When I go pitch it to people, I don't say, "Hey, we just play golf and talk about God and sit around have coffee and turnovers." My favorite pastry. Oh my gosh! Really? Oh, those are so good. Aren't those the best oh, the turnovers? Best. Especially warm, right out of the oven with some melted chocolate. But on. you're saying there's very little turnover with the group. Well, so that that actually reminds me of a bit that I sometimes do at my local coffee shop. As I'll walk in and uh i'll I'll say give me an apple turnover and sometimes they go well we're out of the apple turnovers and i'll go what was the turnover on the turnovers and if anyone there Uh, hears it that is hilarious they love it and oftentimes they have told me that i am the funniest customer that they have that one uh, coffee shop that, that is so to. good yeah. that's amazing that is so yeah. good isn't that funny isn't that funny that's so good well you know I think boys I think there's a difference between men and women and yeah I think you'd probably all agree with me we're different you know and yeah. um, I think guys like that stuff I think guys like it when it's a challenge I think guys like doing pranks on each other mm-hmm. I think they like having to show up in the clubhouse shirtless and covered in welts and blood yeah. because it's like we're doing something and you're not and we're doing this thing I think boys like to do that uh, my husband Lance Labonte he one time was golfing and he told me, he was very embarrassed to tell me this when he came home, but he said, you know what, Hallie, uh, you know, I lost this one hole or something. And so for the next whole round of hole to hole, he had to have his, um, his um, manhood, his, uh, oh my his, goodness. his wiener. Right. It, he had to unzip his pants and he had to let the wiener hang out the, um, you know, opening <laughs> of his pants and he had to leave <laughs> it like that. In between between nine and ten or whatever, oh, because God. because they had these dares or whatnot, and I was horrified when I heard this. I said, "I don't yeah. even want to know." And I we I right. was I didn't talk to him for a few days, yeah, because I was horrified that he would yeah. do that out on the golf course with a bunch of other godly men. But men like to do these pranks, don't they? Well, I, th- 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 that is interesting that for your husband that that is a, a prank because uh what we do if you are the the you had the the worst score on the fifth hole and by now we're at the 12th hole uh you we have we make you do that same exact thing really and uh we we say get it out and you, it's usually peter and we go pay peter get your peter out you know Uh-oh. to be fun and have fun but That's he's fine. crying he's usually uh breathing heavy and, and crying a little bit by this point because he knows what's coming and uh, we we get the uh, Jason so funny. He gets the honey out. He brings the honey. Oh, I know Jason Isbell. Jason Isbell, yeah. And he brings the honey, and so we uh, we cover the manhood, as you say, in uh, in honey, and then uh, what? yeah, that's right. And then uh, Tim, you know, uh, Stegovich, he brings the uh, the jar of mosquitoes, and uh, so what we do is we put the mosquito jar we open it up we take the the honey covered manhood and we press it into the jar of mosquitoes are mosquitoes attracted to honey we don't know we to this day we still don't know i think it's time to move on to mailbag ladies and gentlemen here's our letter dear twin hillers Recently, I made the exciting decision to get baptized. Of course, I waited until I turned 14 so that I could make the decision knowingly like an adult. I know God's timing is perfect, but my period timing is not. Oh, this is a girl. 
Okay, okay hold on. Let me go back. I was thinking it was good. Recently, I made the deciding decision to get baptized. I waited until I turned 14. I know God's timing is perfect, but my period timing is not. Any suggestions for dealing with a see-through white clingy baptismal robe? As you can understand, I don't feel comfortable wearing a tampon yet as I am still a virgin. Suggestions, sincerely, red intentions. Oh, mm. this is a tough one. This is mm-hmm. a tough one. And and you both are men, but, you know, you probably do know a lot about this and you know better than me because you're men. Um, you know, the cool thing about guys, Hallie, when it comes to stuff, um, when it comes to women's stuff like this is we're pretty we're pretty solutions based. Mm-hmm. We don't get all emotional about this stuff. Mm. So what I would probably say is, hey, uh, maybe do something similar to what Jory does with his sort of full body undersuit. The that's Wonka right. suit, yeah. The Wonka suit. That's yeah, right. the Wonka TV suit. Because that could be something that's very effective in sort of keeping it all in there. Yeah. It's been effective for me, um, you know, because I also sometimes uh, go through uh, periods as well. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, well... Periods of what? Well... Periods in the in the in the way that you're you're currently drawing a question mark in your mind, you're you're walking down the right path. Going, wait, how how's that? If you're a guy, how you know? Right. But what I do is sometimes I will uh, make tiny cuts all over my body as mm. a as a sacrifice to uh, to Christ, but also to keep me from you know feeling so fluid and and normal and safe when I'm on the golf course because I really do want to get that par. Uh, and if I feel too good, I might get a birdie, and I'm not trying to get that lamb's blood on me. So, yeah, th- are those uh, are those actually puncture wounds that you're making with a golf tee? Is yeah, I'll do it with a golf tee, uh, and I'll what I'll do is I'll put the tee and I'll push it just enough where it breaks the skin, and then I'll take my putter and I just tink 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 like a hammer right on top of that tee, and I'll just wedge it right down into my skin. There was one time I played a whole round. I got home and I go, oh God, I forgot to take that tea out. Uh, I lost a lot of blood. Uh, But I'll tell you what about those uh, tampons. That's interesting because that's what on the 14th hole, uh, you know, just to give you something that we will, we will stuff those into whoever got the worst uh, score on the eighth hole into their ears, into their nose. And they have to put eight in their mouth. Oh, that seems like the, actually that seems like the one you want. Yeah, well, compared to the other, ones. I'm only giving you the first part of it. Okay, yeah, that's what you have to do, and then then we, you know, there's the uh, sort of uh, Coca-Cola Mentos thing. We, that's the second part of it. Yeah. What do you think, Hallie? Well, you know what? I think there's something that happens. I don't know the science of it. I'm not a science person, but there's something that happens when you're immersed in water that it kind of stops it. I've found that to be the case. So I say, you know what? Trust that God's timing is perfect. And if you happen to leak into the baptismal or whatever, I would play dumb. I would say, what is that? I don't know. You know, just keep it moving. I would avoid the tampon if you're going to, you know, you stay a virgin. Don't do not do yes. the tampon yes. thing. You don't have to do yes. that. I agree 100%. Hey, I hope if that happens, Greg Norman's not in the tub. <laughs> the shark. Jory Tovel was played by Rory Scovel. Check out his great stand-up special on Netflix and his new comedy coming out on Comedy Central in January. It's called Robbie. I'm Holly Laurent playing Hallie Labonte, and Gray Haas is played by Greg Hess. Our incredible producer is Ryan Countshouse. Follow us on your favorite form of social media and send a letter to our mailbag at megathepodcast at gmail. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you like the podcast, please support us on Patreon. 